This is the final score, episode 164 for Wednesday, July 16th, 2014. Welcome back to the final score of the video game podcast for the rest of us. My name is Scott Johnson, and I am joined by Nicole Spag. Hello, Nicole. That is me. Hello, Scott That is you. And Brian Dunaway. Hello, Brian. That is me. That is you. How are you? I am fine. The worst podcast ever. That's what this is. When people do that, when they go, hello, what was your week like? Oh, it It was was good. How is the weather? It is hot as hell. And now we will play Excite Bike. Not really. We're not playing that. Uh, welcome to the show. It's good to be back. It's, uh, like I said, episode 164. And that's cool because it rhymed with, how did it go? With final score, right? Oh, score. 164 of the yeah. final score. See? Oh, how yeah. often do we get to do that? Not very. Three, it won't four, be until, let's, let's see. 174? 174. I guess every 10. <laughs> right. It will be it's so rare. <laughs> How have you not did that before this? You probably have. Yeah. So I'm going to go back, listen to 154, 144, and find out. Sure. And then we'll see you in 10 episodes, everybody. We'll do this again. Let's do this again. 10 weeks. <laughs> 10 weeks. I'll meet you back here in 10 yeah, weeks. Yeah, I'll see you in 10 weeks. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, let's talk about games that we've played this week. Oh, yeah. Hey, what are you playing? <laughs> I played video games, yeah. and they are the following. A lot of Wow. For I don't know what why what's, for what's, what's well what? I know why I know exactly why you I'm on that her. yes but it's that cycle I get into yeah so it's right around now that I start getting stoked for a new expansion and that's coming later this year and the beta's out and I played the beta and I have seen what's in there and I really really like what's going on in there a lot so um, <laughs> weirdly though I don't want to play too much of the beta because I don't want to see everything right mm-hmm. right right and uh, what it did was drove me back to just working on my characters and I boosted a mage like some kind of weirdo uh, to 90 and been playing him been playing GURP and raided twice since we last talked and uh, kind of back in like I usually am. Like I had to have a little break. Everyone does. And then you come back. You always come back to the one you, you love. You come back. Yeah. It's I, fun though. I, start, I was playing t- this week too. It's, mm. But I think it, when I go to Nerdtacular and we talk about WoW and sure. we see guild member, you know, our guildies there, mm-hmm. I just, I get in that zone of, ah, I need to go back and play. I know, isn't that weird? It's totally weird. No, it's not weird. It's like family. I guess it's so. Shared experiences. I mean, how many, how many times can you say you've, you've gone to a distant far place and they know exactly what you're talking about and you have this shared um, experience. That's it's a kind good of point. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't plus, exist in plus, the real world. I agree. Plus, there's Blizzard people there, and they yeah. get you excited about the things they're working exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Start thinking about BlizzCon, like all these things <gasps> adding up. BlizzCon. Yeah, BlizzCon will be great, like always. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of back in. I also played a bunch of Diablo stuff because this week marks the finale of season one of the Diablo show. So if you're listening Ooh. to that show and uh, you like it then uh, check out this Saturday's episode because that ends this 12-episode arc of season one. And uh, it was a ball. So I've been running a lot of riffs trying to get stuff. And uh, I've been doing kind of terribly. I've got, <laughs> I ran like four riffs in a row and got one ring, legendary ring, that I ended up just sharding because it was poop. 
So I'm not happy with my drops right now. You sharded it? Is I, that I is sharded that the proper it. term? Shart. Shard okay. with a D is the term. Right. Anyway, so that's going on, playing a lot of riffs. But yeah, a lot of Blizzard stuff. And I'm still working my way through Original Sin, uh, Divinity Original Sin, which is the third right, in right. the Divinity series. And we talked a ton about last week. I won't go into too much more detail, but that game's pretty cool. I am running into one problem, and that is uh, it is very uh, discover-as-you-go kind of game. There is no hand-holding. It's very old-school in that way. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's good because I kind of miss that time where you were just thrown into a world and there was a lot of detail to uncover and figure stuff out on your own. And uh, But another part of me says, ooh, I have limited time. Where's the guy with a question mark over his head, you know? <laughs> right. So, um, you know, Last week, you guys both, you know, said, "Hey, guess what, Brian? We got this game." And I was like, "I didn't get the game." Well, one of our great listeners, Sasha, sent me the game. What game? What game? Original Sin. What? Oh, Nicole doesn't have that. I don't think. I don't have that. No. Yeah. What the hell are you oh. talking about, boy? I thought you said you had it. Which dumb mouth, boy? What do you? What do you say? <laughs> I never said I had it. I thought you had it last week. No, what did you play last I week that you and Scott it. both had that I didn't have? I don't know. Look at the tab. Let's look. Yeah, we have we Here, have sh- this thing called show notes. Let's see. Shut we up. both Shut played. Up, <laughs> talk. Towerfall. No. Mm-mm. Wolf Among Us. Where you said you had seen playing the No, I remember talking to Scott about. Um, you had a lot of questions. Bald- about Baldur's Gate. Oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about, about Baldur's that. Gate and kind of that whole thing. Yeah, how you you had tried to pick up Baldur's Gate. HD, yeah, and you were talking right, about right. how the graphics and right. stuff just weren't doing right. it for you. Maybe, maybe it was a dream. Maybe I just, you know, have like it's this okay. horrible, it's entirely possible jealousy yeah. of Nicole and and, and your <laughs> Scotch relationship. It's like, okay. well, I'll give You're you this bonding over this game. I'll give, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example of where this game gets weird. So, I go out of the gates of the city because I think I'm supposed to go a certain direction, but I don't really know. And I go out there. I'm trying to find a cave. And I'm dealing with some stuff. And my perception levels are way too low because I'm not f- seeing these traps that are everywhere. So I keep having a like quick save because I'm blowing up you know, on these traps. Like they're exploding. They're like landmines. And I don't see them. And it's because I put too much points in other stuff. And I should have put some perception points on one of my characters so he would at least see them and then I could avoid them. So I'm, I'm kind of having this fight with myself. And I get sidetracked and I don't know where I'm actually going. And I end up kind of over this little ridge. And I walk into an area where there are like... 20 dudes and like 20 more wild boars and they all want to kill me and it puts me into combat mode. And so that's fine if I'm geared or powered for it or whatever, but I'm clearly not. I mean, there's a hundred things to kill me mm-hmm. and right, right. I go in there and I, and all you can do is just run away. Like, well, how the hell did I get here? So the game doesn't appear to have like, it's not very linear. So you don't really have a gate somewhere that says, don't go beyond here unless you're level, whatever, you know, like there it's, it's an old, school way of playing an rpg on a pc does that ever happen in world of warcraft either because like how many times have ended up in wrong places just yeah, right that's just because you're that's because you're idiot. you okay brian maybe this actually maybe the, here's the answer <laughs> this game may be for you because those limits in wow for example are in an mmo where you know that the next zone over is going to be level 50 and you're only in a level 20 zone right i don't um, know that well yeah, but you could tell that pretty easily. You look at the map and you hover over it and it says levels 50 to 61 or whatever. Oh, is that, is it, have they always had yeah, that? Yeah, it's always been there. It is not. Yeah, it has. Yeah. You serious? In the map mode, yeah. How many times too. I've ran through little areas and I'm like, <laughs> well, you're along the road you know, and you, all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> if you're doing yeah. that, you got to hover, you can also hover over the, the creatures with your mouse and it'll tell you what level they are. 
So, right, right. And if they're well beyond well, your yeah, level, they that. might be like I a can skull. Usually, I usually see that, but it's usually too late. It's usually like all skull bones, I'm mm-hmm. screwed. Because no, I, re- I can't outrun yeah. them. Yeah. The early, I remember the early days, and there would be, there'd be a thing where you'd be doing a bunch of quests and going, I wonder what's just right over that hill. And then you just get like mm-hmm. curious. Um, right, right. I feel like this game's good for the curious, except for when you run into a thing that's way stronger than you and just wipes your party. <laughs> <laughs> and there's really no way to know necessarily. There's some hover over and see what their skills and hit points are and stuff, but sometimes it's a mystery. Sometimes you don't know what their resistances are, so your fire has no effect on that guy. So you just waste three turns trying to burn him uh, without knowing mm-hmm. that. But now you've learned it. But because you're a turn behind, he's strong enough that he's you know killed your healer and taking your wizard down to a quarter life. And there's a lot of this sort of you know rough and tumble, learn as you go kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. I am not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's actually probably a good thing. I think it, it serves sounds, the game. This sounds like the fight I had with Al Gore. No, oh, you had a fight. Oh yeah, I heard about. I heard about that in uh, the Stick of Truth. Yeah, totally. That's oh, a, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Brian's like, you mean the real Al Gore? What happened? There? Yeah, they invented the internet. He was spamming spamming my Facebook page. And oh, I good. Kick his ass. Wouldn't you love that? Um, He's a uh, man bear pig. He's that, yeah. Is that his whole thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's kind of like one of those moments where you're like, should I even be here yet? Should I have done, should I have grinded out something somewhere else or should I mm, go to yeah. another place? Definitely that's happening. And that happens in Skyrim. It kind of happens everywhere in yeah, games you, that you, are this open, you know? You think you're awesome. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I went to take on everything. And then you're like, oh, I'm not so awesome. I not better so go over awesome. here. Got to go back to wherever. Um, yeah. It's just, they don't, they're not holding your hand. Now, some people see that as a problem. Some people see that as a great success. I see it as only a problem because it kills, it can kill time. And I don't have a ton of time right now. So when I'm in the middle of a fight like that, I'm like, okay, at fourth attempt and this is still not working. I have to go get some other stuff done and I have to get out of the game. Mm-hmm. So I run into that a lot. If I was like, 22 and sitting on my a all day this is all i would that's do that's what 22 year olds do because that's what they surely do they, surely they couldn't be busy getting a job or anything well, they should like be that. but even if they do what do they got to do on their saturday all day when they're off their day shake, off can you shake your fist and uh and talk like an angry old man one I, time I, 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 get off my lawn damn it get off my lawn <laughs> uh so yeah I, play, I played more of that and it's fun uh, mm. It's good, and I'm going to. Are we going to play some multiplayer? Because I, I was looking at that it's earlier. Co-op, yeah, it's co-op. it's co-op. We should play co-op. You want to do co-op? Yeah. Let's do some. Let's co-op do some video. Can. I think it's only. Is it only two man co-op? I don't actually know. I would think so because you you only have a party of two. Well, you can have more. I have a Just three. I have a third. I have a third guy now. I get a third party. I think you can have up to four dudes, but I don't know if they all can play online. I think that may just be mm-hmm. two online and then two companions. I don't know that for sure though. Someone in the chat room will know. Come on now. Hopefully. Um, we'll know next. Yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep plugging through that because it is, it is kind of my kind of game. So I'm going to keep at it. Uh, and then I played a little Marvel, Marvel Heroes 2015. And you're asking yourselves, wait a minute. What's, what's Marvel Heroes 2015? I, I've heard of Marvel Heroes. Right. But what's Marvel Heroes 2015? Well, it's same game, a uh, whole bunch of updates, big improvements. But their way of getting a new listing on Metacritic so that they, now that the game's uh-huh. polished and fixed all of its issues and, you know, these are, these games are often works in progress. Right. Now they can get new reviews and they'll be much higher than the, they, they basically that's, game that's the system. Smart. I think yeah, it's really smart. Yeah. I think it's smart because here's the problem. If you put out a game, it's, Metacritic is almost made for games that were made in the early 2000s or late 90s. When you put out a game and that's all there was, there were no patches, no updates. You just put out a game. Here's Mario Kart 64. That's the game. That's all you get. Enjoy yourself. 
It was never like, ah, oh, patch 2.3 coming down the road. Got a big DLC. Right. Like, you don't, that didn't exist. So Metacritic is great for that period of time when it still, when it didn't exist, which is funny. But had it existed, it would have been perfect because these games weren't going to be updated. So the review was really final, right? Mm-hmm. Today, right, right. you put on an MMO or an action RPG like this one or a million other kinds of games that are evolving, living creatures of updating. Cause you're, cause that's the nature of the games. Like imagine if wow, just never had an update. Well, what the hell good would mm-hmm. that game be? So, gone but then, but you've still got your just one review on Metacritic and your one score at the end of the day. X play reviews for the win. Well, everybody's <laughs> you remember reviews that? for the win. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I'm saying in the nineties where I got my reviews, oh, right. that's was the, the extended play TV show. Remember that? Sure. I remember that. Yeah, no, I remember that show, but that the was problem, like where I went, but that it. problem still had, or that show still had a problem. Same as the magazines or anything else. Scores were final. Mm-hmm. I like what Polygon does where they'll go. All right. Initial review on, let's say, Battlefield 4 is we're only giving it a 6 out of 10 because we think there's problems. It's kind of broken. They come back two months later after a major patch and they assess it again and they add like this new number to it, either lower or higher. It's not always higher, but sometimes higher, sometimes lower. And they adjust their, their meter up or down depending on the progress of the game. That needs to be the kind of thing we see moving forward for reviews because... Most games, not the exception, but the rule is that most games are getting updated and having content added and things removed and stuff changed yeah. all the time. And it's only right, fair right. for those games to get the kind of shake you would get with it. With it, so that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing because you know Metacritic is like Rotten Tomatoes and the fact they've got they've got critical reviews and they've got you know personal reviews by gamers. And <laughs> that's a funny how, name how, for those people. But go ahead. They're complete right. ding dongs. Those when you say gamers, I know there's some in there. Sure, there's some in there. But How do they get in there? Terrible, I, dude. They're, well, you have they, to sign up and you know. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, gotta make yeah, an yeah. account, whatever. But you know, it's interesting because the, the, you do bring up a very interesting point. How do you how do you uh, gauge that? Because someone went and played a game initially and was just just hated it, and it wasn't necessarily because of bugs or anything. They just didn't like the storyline or whatever, and they complained about a core me- game mechanic. Then do you just push that to the side when the update comes back? Because because those people aren't going to come back. They're not going to come back and review the. the well, game we don't again. Ca- we don't care about the user thing. Sure, that's an interesting number, but I'm more interested right. in what the critic critics say. Like if 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 you are a professional game reviewer and you had a problem with the thing at release, but it got much much improved two patches later, I right. I like the idea that you can come back, return to the experience, and report on what changed and if it really made it better or not. Mm-hmm. Like that. I agree. That I like should it. happen more. So, Brian, let me give you an example of one of these bright bulbs you're talking about here on Metacritic that like to leave user reviews. Uh, here's a four, a score of four. Uh, the a lowest, four score, score. The lowest score on The Wolf Among Us, uh, which we all really enjoyed, Nicole loved, mm-hmm. uh, which Everybody has an average score of 90 on Metacritic. But this guy thought it deserved a four and said this. His name is The Stomping Land. I don't like this game. Nowhere does it compare to TDWS1. <laughs> What? He means The Walking Dead Season 1. Oh. Oh, okay. All these users are saying it's better than TDW. I think he meant TWD. No, it's not for several reasons. This episode had a murderer revealed the way it was. It did incredibly boring. And I expecting you to find the murderer (laughs) through clues, but they don't. Any deaths are honestly too easy. I recommend Twa... As those who like noir, but only to anyone. Did that make any no, sense? 
It know. absolutely does not. But I, I love the fact that that's how you read. I know you do that mentally too on the inside. You read these during the show. I'm reading that one me, as it's written, though. That's I know straight it up makes the way me that laugh. Wrote it. But I can just I can just see you there in your room by yourself, <laughs> not talking to anybody else, just reading those reviews, reading them very slowly, like a moron would. I'm going to do it on an entire show that's nothing but reading Medicaid critic reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the Frog Pants Network soon. Right, Watch for right. it. The Medicaid anyway. critic. Real, real stupid. But uh, so anyway, Marvel Heroes. That was my point. Marvel Heroes 2015 is still really fun. They've ironed out tons of issues the game used to have. Like I uh, added a ton of new content. I'm still rolling with my Punisher, and um, it's fun. If you want a good action which, RPG, uh, kind of Diablo style, that, that game's really fun. Which, cool. which Punisher did you get when you played that? I, uh, I just played. had the regular old Punisher. I didn't get the long coat one. I have the T-shirt and jeans one. Right, right. Yeah. I'm he's, he's the one I like. I've seen a lot of Iron Men today. I was in there today, and there's just Iron Men everywhere. He's very popular. Well, Everybody wants to be a drunk, rich millionaire. You have to buy that one. So I guess you have to be an actual millionaire. Well, not really, right. But you got to be super rich. This, this actually is. It's uh, Tony Stark. He's it's the most them. expensive. Uh, well, at least it was last time I checked. The most expensive hero you can buy in the game. Probably the most desirable hmm. hero, too. It's probably just well, one way. Just, I don't. Really? Maybe. You don't, you don't think so? I think. He, he probably I is. So. He probably. The Marvel. Okay. So if you're going to play a Marvel game and you have the choice of any hero in the marvel universe nicole who do you pick who do you go with who's your go-to i'm go ahead oh uh, you you go brian because okay, I'm, okay. I'm still it's, it's odd it's going to sound stupid because our friend uh, dan patrice is in the chat room and he just said before he even asked the question he picked the guy that i would pick because i love nightcrawler mm. back in the days of x-men he was always my favorite he's character cool. yeah he's cool I but, love there's, but there's no way he's got the international draw that Iron Man does. No, That's my only point. Not, but Iron Man is still not. just human. It's not like he has, besides his armor. I can't believe we're having this. Discussion. No, 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 this is good. <laughs> no, this is good because I, because I'm, I always go. It's funny because I always err on the side of I prefer the human with no real powers, but a lot of really yeah. cool ideas. So I like the Punisher, for example. That's why I picked him. I would pick Iron Man, and I would pick uh, Batman. This isn't a Marvel thing or a DC thing, but. If Bat- Batman's like, the same thing, I always universe. I always lean toward the heroes who are smart, rich, and have cool gadgets, but don't right. have any actual powers. I don't know why I do that, but I do. I'm you, with Ice Warm in the chat room. I would go with Captain America. Yeah, he's in there. It's so lame. Who yeah. would want to be? No, Captain? he's good in this game. His he's shield so stuff is badass. He's really good. Yeah. yeah, he's such a he's such a straight edge. He's like he's like Superman in DC. Oh he's, yeah, he's totally uh, that. Are you kidding? That's where he came from. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's it's lame. There's, and he he's like powerful. How could you? How powerful. are you saying that he's lame? Are you really saying he's lame? You're lame. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America is awesome. He's more Superman <laughs> right now than Superman is. Uh, right, but right. that happens all the time. Everything's a ripoff of DC rips off Marvel. Marvel rips off DC. It's just the way it is. Like, who do you think Hawkeye is? He is a he is a ripoff of, of Green Arrow. So a ripoff. Who do you think? Uh, who else? Captain America, Superman, Batman, and Black Panther are the same character, basically. Right. Who is who is who is the uh, Solomon Grundy? He's he's like the Hulk, right? Is that uh, is that kind of yeah, kind of evil the- Hulk? Yeah. Right. Basically. Um, there are others, you know, that you can compare, but whatever. It's fun. If you like Marvel at all, then you really would like this. If, even if you don't, I think there's a fun game there, even if you're not a big, like, superhero dude. Uh, and that's all I played. Brian, tell yes. us about Heroes Rise, Hero Fall. Heroes Rise, Hero Fall. Okay, this is a game that I saw on the demo section of Steam. 
I'm shocked. Because I'm, I'm shocked. Because Me I like too. demos. Really? Uh, I know, really? right? right? Nicole, so, I don't even know who this is. Who's this we have? I, who is this? Yeah, who yeah. are you? What have you done with Brian we know? <laughs> All right. So I, I, I would saw this a few weeks back, and I was interested until I clicked on the screenshots, and I noticed there were no uh, graphics other than, you know, text. Really? And I was like, what is, what is this? I'm like, like Zork, this is, what, kind of Zork style. Kind like, what thing? is this game? It's got no graphics in it. Then I realized it's, it's a create your own adventure kind of game. Text adventures. So it's a text adventure. But you remember those PC games back in the day always had text adventures, but they had like little, you know, still shots of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the Incredible Hulk was the story you was playing, but there was usually like at least a little bit of graphics. This is all it depends on the game. Like, like the Zork games, they were all straight text and that well, was this it. Is true. This is true, yeah. uh, but this is very straight up. It almost looks like a web form or something. I feel like I'm I'm filling out a web form because they'll get down to the little radial buttons. You got to choose which way you'll go. Mm. But basically, you're a you're a. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about the story because the story's great. And let's just say and it's pretty much everything, out, right? Like the story's everything in that game. Right, exactly. You, let's just say you start out in the next century, and uh, there has been a rise uh, in people being born with superpowers, and you live in this city. Full of superheroes. Are you and, one too, or are you just a normal? I don't want to give that away because there, there are some there are some choices you can make that may or may not influence that thing. So every choice you make changes things, and you have to you have to specify your um your your gender. You have to specify. Uh, you can choose your name, which is pretty cool because it's like it's fun. I put my own name in there and like, oh, now I'm in the story. <laughs> and uh, so you also do that, and you can uh, you have to to, to decide your um, your um, sexual preferences too. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you got to decide. What'd you choose, Brian? What'd you choose? What do you like there? Well, it was very tempting. It was there was male, female, and then uh, both. Yeah. And I was like, surely there must be another choice here somewhere. Well, there's only but, bisexual uh, or or standard. Gender stuff. Right, that's it. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. So I guess you. I don't know how it would determine if you were same sex related or or what. But anyway, I guess you have to. They should just give you the option. Is what they should have done. If they're going. I mean, I, if they're going to give you that at all, you may as well give you all the options. Right? I think. I think I said that backwards. Actually, what they give you is your preference. They they ask you whether you're into men or women or both. Oh, so it doesn't. Wow. Got it. Define whether you're what gender you are. You define. Uh, what you're into yeah you just know i'm a i've always told you guys i'm a i'm a a man trapped in a lesbian's body you know i'm basically a lesbian i'm really like the chicks that's what you're into (laughs) i really i really like the ladies so i'm just a male lesbian really so i was i was curious with this game so because we're my curiosity and uh so i i i went through real quick one time and I just kind of chose straight up what I would normally choose. You know, hey, I'm into women, sure. What's my name, Brian? You know, what's your character superpower? <laughs> Flying, I don't know. So anyway, so I went through that way. <laughs> Seducing just the ladies. <laughs> X-ray vision. Yeah. And so, all right, so I went through real quick. And then I popped back in and I said, okay, what if I had made some different decisions? The story still kind of fall along, falls along the same path. So I saw a lot of the same things. But, you know, I decided to get involved with the fight this time instead of breaking it up. I was much more um, uh, omnipresent. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I was, I was more. So I was kind of, you know, I was kind of outside a little bit is how I was playing it the first time. But the second time I played it really hands on. But, uh, you know, the story is really kind of well written. I mean, it's simple. How far did you get? And 
Uh, well, demo's worth the course. Yeah. I didn't quite finish the demo because I did, I doubled back and yeah, yeah. Uh, played through, but it was, I probably played at least a good 30, 45 minutes. Choose your is, own adventure stuff is making a comeback in various forms. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what's next in that way because, um, I mean, it's hard, it's, it's hard to do that right. Um, and I wrote, by the way, this is funny because when I was in junior high, I guess I had a, we had an Apple II and I wrote, I, remember, I wrote my own choose your own adventure text adventure game. Cool. And it actually had some graphics in it. So, like, if uh, it was a space one, right? So I was in, sp- I was a, I was a space man. <laughs> and at one point, um, <clears throat> I had you had to warp to another planet. So I wrote one of those like star field simulations. So when right. you would warp to other planets, the stars would come at you from the screen and create like this fake warp thing, and then kind of Star Wars style, and then it would stop and say, "You have entered the planet's atmosphere. Will you land the ship or will you engage the alien vessel?" You know, like all these choices, and these choices had different i mean in the end it was probably super linear like choose a or b and that was it but right, at the right. time i used to be so enamored with that whole idea and i still uh, love, yeah, it. love it it's fun i had a lot of fun it's only 2.99 so you know there was no sense for me not getting the full version and i probably will get this but i'm already reading console wars i'm actually listening to that how's and, the uh, how's the re- uh the the reviews on this I and mean, people like it generally this game this game it seems to be doing all right. The people, you know, but there's people who like uh, choose your own adventure games are very excited. But other people are going, "What the crap? What's going yeah, what on? What the hell the is this? Where's the graphics? I don't get it. Where's the graphics?" So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. so yeah, that's I played the demo of that, and then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a real game. Yeah. So I I downloaded Haunt the House Terror Town, and uh, so what do you do in this game? At first, we look, look like kind of like that. PB winter bottom kind of art style oh, yeah. first, but it wasn't black and white. It was in color. And so it intrigued me instantly with the visual look of it. I am intrigued and by this. I am intrigued. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll plop down the $5. So what you are is you're, you're a ghost and you're in this town. Ghost town. And, uh, ghost town. And uh, there's, there's, there's apparently only four. This is a very short game. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about buying Haunt the House. What happened? Casey, you there? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. <laughs> what? Okay. What? Hello? Can anyone hear me? What is going on? Hello. Hello. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Skype you, sucks. Did you hang up on me? Skype sucks. They have this add people okay. to the group thing. So when Casey mm-hmm. calls, right, I'm supposed right, to be right. able to add him and just have it yeah. go. And it didn't work. It wants to put you guys on hold and totally it works go. For, it works for me. I did that earlier today. I do it all the time. And suddenly yeah. the last two days it won't work. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brian. Anyway. Continue. Your own adventure. You're choosing it. Haunt the House. I don't know if you heard me or not, but I said don't buy it just yet until you hear the full review. All right. It is a very short game. Yeah. That's what I... It yeah, looks yeah. cute. It looks really cute, but it's short. It's very short. It should be more like maybe $2 instead of $5. But anyway, it is... How uh, short? Like two hours short? Hour? Half hour? 30 minutes. Well, that's short. Brian put through this game in 30 minutes. I recorded the whole thing. It's on that YouTube. That says a lot, dude. It's even less it than a demo. Yeah. Right? Even less than a demo. This so, is a demo right, so. of a demo of a demo. 
But the idea is cute, but I can, you know what? I'm kind of glad it didn't go any longer than 30 minutes. I'm going to tell you why here, because what you do is you, uh, you're a ghost and you're trying to scare everybody out of the different buildings. There's four different buildings, uh, in this game, in this small town. And, uh, so you're, there's, there's these little characters, little, little people running around and you fly over as a ghost and you uh, possess different objects in the room. Different objects have different, uh, things that you can do with it, with the, with with like maybe a table, you kind of walk back and forth once you possess it. Or maybe uh, you've got like a, a bottle of wine, you can pop a cork. Anyway, what you're doing is you're possessing these items so that you can scare people this in the house. And you're supposed to run them all out of the house. Now, you're also supposed, also supposed to be collecting family members that uh, that are apparently, I don't know if they're possessing other people or if they're just kind of stuck in limbo. But you have to basically kill them with the objects and ah. then they go back then they go back to your home where it says in the bell tower and uh, you know that you've collected them because their soul flies away and uh, once you once their soul flies to the bell tower you can go back to the bell tower and you can become that ghost yeah so it's it you would think that oh wow this is a lot of fun it's got a lot of variation but there's a lot of repetitiveness to it too mm. because it's very repetitive because you'll possess an object and to really affect the people around it, you have to trigger that item a whole bunch of times. So if you're like a little bell ringing on a table to uh, spook people, you have to ring the bell like about 20 times. And as, as you do that, there's, there's a room atmosphere and it keeps increasing uh, with, with terror. And as, as it gets high enough, you can get different abilities for that thing. So the next time, the next level may be you can throw the bell. But mm. the audio can get very annoying. I think your your uh, <laughs> review of this game is probably longer than the game, right? <laughs> I think it probably is. It <laughs> is definitely <laughs> longer than the game. Nicely but said. Very good, of course. My talk. That right. was pretty good. Was so pretty yes, do but but this is this is not bad. It's a fun game. It's it looks okay. cute. I like the, the music. Is the yeah. music is a lot of fun? Is it? The music is a lot of fun, and like I said, it reminded me a lot of PB Winter Bomb, but not in black and white. Is it as fun as the music that I'm about to play here, which is this? Pentagon. I doubt it. Hey, that music can only mean one thing, and that is the triumphant, long-awaited return of Casey Banta to the program. Casey, hello. Hi, guys. Hey, how'd you like sitting there listening to that whole review of Haunted 30-Minute Mansion, man? What'd you think of that? Uh, Brian can ring my bell anytime. That's he right. That's right. <laughs> That's sweet. That's right. He can. Uh, gross. So, hey, uh, Casey, it's good to have you back on the show. It's been a while, man. You doing all right? Busy, are you? Yeah, doing all right. Yeah. Uh, missed you in Nerdtacular this year, you know. We missed la, you. La, 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 Nothing <laughs> happened a couple of weekends ago. I, I know. I know. We've had you there many times, and you you would have fit right in, of course, like you always do, and uh, we missed you. So uh, uh-huh. so too bad, so sad, as the kids say, but we're, we're, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. However, you come today bearing a quiz, some sort of game trivia thing for a game none of us remember what we picked. So what was it? Ooh, yeah. The game is Frisky Tom. Oh, yeah, I picked oh. it. Oh. Cool, because I got a story about this. I, I promised I'd tell the story at the end of this, whatever you do. So right. uh, I'm ready. Well, let's hunker down. Frisky Tom. This is a who made it? Nichin Butsu, whatever their names are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese company. They also made Crazy Climber. I love these guys. They were awesome. Anyway, 
Tell me the trivia. I'm ready. My body is ready. All right. <laughs> Ground control the frisky tong. <laughs> Fix the pipes so you can get it on. All right. All right. Here we go. I thought you were going to continue with that. I did too. Be impressive. I was hoping the, the whole thing was going to be like a please finish this, like an opera. But go ahead. <laughs> In Frisky Tom, your job as the namesake protagonist is to fix some plumbing and get water to the shower for your frisky lady. Yes, this is true. <laughs> A team of mice try to interfere with your plans by stealing or blowing up pipes. Oh, and some of them bite, too. Yeah, yeah they do. What color are the bitey mice? Oh, my gosh. Mm. <laughs> I might actually it, be able to do this. Go ahead. Right. Is it A, purple, B, white, C, green, or D, yellow? You know, I had an initial thought. Who, who goes first? Yeah, who picks first? Uh, well, Scott goes last. So. Okay, that's fine. So suck it, Johnson. That's fine. I, can I say yellow? Because that was my initial first brain cell response. You can say whatever you want. It was yellow. Yeah. What, Go with it. So, so we're saying what color they are, right? Yeah, what color they are. Are there multiple answers or just one answer? There is one answer. I'll I'll say white. Okay. Oh, I got to be white, Nicole. Yellow and white. Um, I think Brian's right. I think it's yellow. That's my memory of it. But I could remember this wrong, and Nicole's probably right. But I'll say yellow I'm as sure well. Sure, I'm not. I've it's never definitely seen. not green. I know no. it's not green. Oh, if it turns out to be green, this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> so we well, s- have so Nicole <laughs> says white. Brian says uh, yellow. I say yellow. Okay. Well, Scott, there are no green mice in Frisky Tom. Yay! See? Good thing. Right. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) None of you said purple. (laughs) And purple is the correct answer. Ah! Really? Stupid brain cells. Uh, The game had like four colors anyway total. (laughs) Which is what is funny about what I'm going to tell you here. So that game, we had a big stand-up version of my house. My dad ran arcades and that was what, you know, my teenage life was surrounded by arcade games. That's why I love video games. Anyway, had this arcade game in the basement, and we didn't know this at the time, but the Japanese version of the game and the U.S. version of the game, they had one key difference, and it was was a toggleable thing. You could go onto the main board and and toggle this thing on or off, but it was whether or not when the water ran out, after you did all your frisky tomness, you know, fixing pipes and everything, after every level, it'd be a picture of her in the tub and after each level, the the bubbles would be down a little bit more, revealing more of her, right? So the more you got through the levels, the more naked, supposedly, she would be. In the U.S. toggle, uh, it, she was in a bikini, a red bikini. In the Japanese version, she's buck naked. Buck naked? So my Korean brother switched it to Japanese. <laughs> and uh, that was our little secret. We didn't tell anybody else about it. And I am talking like... The worst graphics ever, like crappy <laughs> two color garbage, but it still seemed really uh, saucy. Okay, so so what what else changed when he turned it in Japanese? Did you have to read all the instructions in, in Japanese? No, you, was there it? was a setting for the language as well, but you could, right, you right. could separately turn on or off the naked setting, and that was the difference between the U.S. version and the Japanese version. Japanese version, you just turned off, you censored <laughs> it, or you didn't. Here, you could do the language right. and censor it or not. No. Now, back in the day, you used to have to, like, switch dip switches. So it, was there, like, a big red sign that said, don't switch this 
No, well, you just you just had a you just had a sheet that came with the with the machine. I mean, these are like four right, grand right. these machines, right? And in there were instructions on how all the different uh, dip switches, and you just <laughs> know which dip switch to do. So we knew which ones were free play. We knew which ones were you know speed up the graphics or change the colors. They had all that kind of stuff. But right. uh, you just had to flip these two switches to get the to get the nudie lady, and it was it's super cute. dumb. I mean, that's how you know you're like twelve because. You just think anything. Oh, look at that! Right, right, right. But it was so dumb. Like it may as well have been <laughs> this. Dumb? It may as well be this pretzel I'm looking at. There's no. There's nothing sexy about this pretzel. Right. And there was nothing sexy about uh, this. You've terrible... probably seen. You've probably seen Lex Piss. Lex. Lex Pissy. Lex Pissy. Lex, yeah. Lex. Less pixelated stuff on scrambled porn. Probably. My name is Les Piss- Lex Pissy. Lex Pissy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm glad we picked that one because I have memories of it. It's good to bring right. them up. Uh, so there you have it. Nicely done. Who's picking now? Awesome. Uh, let's go with Nicole. Yeah. All right. So I'm not sure if we've we've picked this one or if it's been an old school pick, but uh, let's try Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley. Yeah, it's the one that wasn't right. Duck Hunt. Right. right. Well, I was going to – I think we've done Duck Hunt. Have so. we done we- Duck Hunt? Maybe. I'm pretty sure. I don't think we have, but yeah. yeah, let's do the other Zapper game. The other Zapper game. I could have sworn we'd done Duck Hunt. I guess not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I thought you gave us one where it was like, how many ducks rise up in the air when you're done hunt hunting them or whatever? That would have been a fascinating <laughs> quiz. Wouldn't it have been? <laughs> Most assuredly. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. Uh, it is uh, Casey. Casey Bant on Twitter. Casey, it's always fun having you on, man. Always fun being on. I'm glad you're back. Oh, look at this Frisky Tom album art. Not album art, cover art. Fan freaking tastic. Look at that stupid little guy. Although, uh, I wouldn't do a Google image search for the term Frisky Tom, by the way. Good <laughs> heavens. Add video game to the Wow, end of the yeah. Put arcade or something in there because otherwise, there, let's just say there's a series of films with the same name. <laughs> <laughs> and it may not be what you're into, if you know what I'm getting at. All right. Uh, Casey, stay out of trouble, man. We'll talk to you later, all right? Okay. Bye now. Bye, Bye okay. Casey. All right. Skype, let's see if you're not stupid now. Did that work? Everyone can hear me still? Yeah, you're still here. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm still here. You're still here. All right. We're all still here. Get used to it. All right. After Brian's long-ass review on uh, Haunt the House, <laughs> Terror Town. Yeah. Where else are a- you there? You got the Monument Valley there? I picked up the Monument Valley a while back, and I just never had a chance to play it. So oh, on I the got, iPad as well, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and so I, I had I got some uh, I picked up some Kindle Fire HDs for like fifty bucks. So I said, well, let's play something on this thing. Fifty bucks, wow. Yeah, fifty bucks, not bad. And uh, so you know, Andreas has been, you know, he was at Nerdtacular and uh, Andreas Ekberg, and uh, he made the little he made a little totem from that. Did you, did you guys get a chance to take a look at that? I did, the yeah. Totem Pretty thing? cool. Yeah. Awesome. He's a huge fan of that game. He's not only a huge fan of the game, they're a huge fan of his. If you go to Monument Valley's website, they have him featured on the front page. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Story. Look at everybody doing their look thing. Look at him doing his thing. Yeah. So I actually completed two games this week, Haunt the House, Terror Town, and Monument Valley, both super short games that people complain because there's only 10 levels in the stupid Monument Valley, which I wish there was more. Yeah, don't we all? Though? Yeah. And, of course, I played Divinity Original Sin, played it for just a few minutes, and I would really like to get on that this weekend. Yeah, play some more of that. Tell me what you get think. Get on it. Yeah, get on that. Get on it. Get on up it. And that's what I've been playing. Nicole, what are you doing with uh, your achievement hunting? Wow, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, so the Furt Raid 
they went out into Alduar, and uh, we did a whole bunch of achievement. Well, that's right. Um, I saw you guys yeah. on. Um, I saw you guys on there. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. Dang it, I wanted to do that. Yeah, I have the and mount from in there, but it was at twenty five. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm missing some of the other stuff that happened in there. I, I was surprised I had a few of them already. So I'm like, when did I do those? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, but it was cool. a lot of fun. That that group was awesome. Yeah, they're so. fun to hang out with. Yeah, I need to do that more often. Yeah. Um, I'm still playing South Park Sick of Truth, like I said at the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten past the alien probes. Good. <laughs> gotten I've gotten over the alien gotten probes. Over the, yeah, I've gotten all past it. <laughs> so I, I've, I now have this ability where um, a device shoots out you my butt park. and yeah. oh, I can nice. um, <laughs> move my move my guy into like different areas, like higher up. So, <laughs> so it's like so that? wrong. It's so wrong. So much farting. Yeah. So much everything. It's hilarious. I can't. I feel like a thirteen-year-old boy playing that game. <laughs> yeah. Game has that that. Power it's a lot of us. fun, and I really enjoy the gameplay. Yeah. Like I really really enjoy it and like you're picking up different party members so i picked up uh butters is probably my favorite but you can also bring in uh Cheers. princess kenny and then stan princess i think kitty. <laughs> yeah because it's all episode. it's all it's all a uh, fantasy base i mean right 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 the elves against the humans right it's a really fun game yeah um but yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous and then i picked up um a game on the ios that just came out on on just recently called Ingress. Have you heard of this game? Uh, Ingrid. I N G R E S S. No. Oh, Ingress. 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 No, Ingrich. I've heard somebody say I don't speak good Ingrich before, but I've never heard of Ingress. What the hell is it? So, it's an it's a massive multiplayer location based um, game. Oh, it's really weird. Because you have to walk around, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it because I really don't leave my house that often. <laughs> but you you go in and you have to pick a faction. Mm-hmm. You can either pick the resistance or you can pick the enlightened, and then you you find these portals. And it's I'm still trying to understand it. Like I said, I think it's meant if you try, if you're walking and going places and doing things like that because it live takes in your and yeah bikes, like if bikes. it take it takes your actual location. Oh, and it cool. shows you all these sources of energy. Oh, and, I remember hearing about this. Yep, yeah, it's been on the Android for a, a while, and it just came out on iOS. Whoa, Android got something first? When's that, yeah, when's that happen yeah. before? And you connect to your Google account, so mm. it's all it's nice. a Google augmented reality game. Is so Google you, mapping weird. the so world weird. while I'm playing this game? Of course because they are. I, yeah, they yeah. Course they, they do are. ask for a Asterisk. lot of permissions. <laughs> So I put a link in the chat uh, chat room because I'm like, how the hell do I play this game? So I, I Googled, how do I play Ingress? <laughs> so, because I'm just, I wasn't sure how it worked. It, there's not a lot of instruction. Mm. Um, so way, it's weird. Likes- it's a weird game. Weird, but worth messing with. I mean, do you feel like just you're. Try, well, try it out. Because, mm. um, I mean, it, you you have a team and you're building your resources and you're going around to real world locations and claiming them. So if you like that kind of team at, you know, atmosphere, maybe this is a game for you. I don't know if, I don't think it's a game for me because like I said, I don't really go anywhere. There's not a lot of, <laughs> like, there's not a lot of portals in your living room. Is that what you're well, saying? I'm looking at it and there's a bunch of energy sources 
next next door, like to my neighbors, and I'm like, I don't want to go visit my neighbor. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm playing Ingress. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so weird, Um, and I I created a alliance on this means war. Yeah. So I talked about this means war last week. And Scott, you still haven't signed up for no, it. No, I haven't. I downloaded it, though. I've got yeah. it. I just haven't done it. But you need to be, I think, at least level three to join an alliance. So okay. it, once you're level three, you can just search for the final score and ask to be a part of our alliance. And we can, I, I think there's a way for us to go fight other alliances. But right Ooh. now, what I'm using it for, you can request troops. So your team members can give you an extra burst of troops and you can use those in a battle. Like you're wow, like, oh crap, sounds, something. It's a yeah, fun little sounds, game. Yeah, Clash yeah. of Clans sounds totally like it. It's a, yeah, yeah. Is it is it also Supercell or is it somebody else? No, I think it's somebody else. Hmm. I don't I don't think it's the same developer. That reminds me, I'm going to try uh, between now and the weekend to get some time with the World of Warcraft Garrisons feature that's part of the beta server, mm. um, mm-hmm. just so I can get a taste for it. But it's it's Clash of Clans in WoW basically. Right, um, right. Very similar kind of deal. It's interesting to see that game type take off the mm-hmm. way it has. Yeah. And influence so. other games and stuff. Well, that's cool. Very yeah, nice. I'm having Ingress. fun with it. There you have it. Ingress, that this means war. And then tomorrow is the Destiny yeah. beta. And I'm all prepared for I'm that. I'm pretty excited about that, except somebody told me they were sending me a key and then he never sent it to me. He, in fact, he even said, hey. hey, follow me. Give me a DM. And I said, okay. And then he, and, and nothing. I think he was just trying to get I me to know follow him. Funk. John Funk has an extra key. Will you talk Unless, to Funk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, he might be listening right now. Hey, so Funk, he, send me a key, bastard. <laughs> I, really so, like, I really like John Funk. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite people ever. So uh, nice. All right. Well, there you have it. There's what we've been playing. And I don't see Dan. Yay. I know he's in the chat room. Dan's here. He is. He's here, I'm Dan. i decide if I should add him and or let Skype be dumb again. So I, I think I'll try to add him. That's what we'll do. Hold on. Everybody, hold on to your butts. Hold on, everybody. I got a trick here. Yeah, here we go. This will work. Add people to this call. Dan Patrice. Oh, he's not coming up. Is it Geek Blog, Jock Blog or something? He is. uh... Oh, there he is. I found it. Okay, we're adding Dan to the call. We're going to do it manually. Dan is now running for his microphone. Manual stimulation of Dan. Uh, we need some music, though, and so, his <laughs> sounds like this. Intruder alert! Intruder alert! Intruder alert! It's Dan you Patrice, know, everybody. Hey, man, what's going on? It's a good thing you got Casey's uh, question wrong. Why is that? <laughs> if you got it right, the bubbles wouldn't be covering my waka waka anymore. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. His own personal Muppet. Uh, Dan is uh, the man. He comes on here and talks about uh, tabletop gaming and gives us ideas of things we can do non-electronically. You might need lights, but other than that, this stuff's pretty analog, and that's good because gamers like that stuff too. Dan, what is on the plate today? So you can get a little social interaction with people face-to-face. That's right. We don't do that enough, right? Uh, Not not nearly enough. So do you remember uh, last week we were talking about real social games where you can play with larger groups, and we were talking about uh, Bang the Dice game, which we're talking about it as eight players. You remember what I mentioned we were going to? talk about this week uh crap monopoly no the resistance the re- ah, that the was resistance. it that was it yep yep everyone so talks we're gonna about, talk that about the resistance now and, and i'll tell you the little twist with the resistance avalon which is another version of the resistance which will be just real quick at the end so the resistance another really big game that uh, and we'll just talk about it with eight players again uh we got to play this on the last night uh that we we're under attack i got to play with ice warm which was which was a lot of fun too but i'll tell you about that in a minute so what, what you do is you've got basically this, it's set in the future 
So you've got kind of like this dystopian future where uh, you've got, uh, you know, Big Brother has taken over the world and we're the resistance. So you've got eight people, five of which are the good guys on the resistance and three of which are secretly the bad guys, Ooh. you know, working for the man. Yeah. So everybody gets a role at the beginning of the game. And now we're going to try to go on missions. So you got to try to complete three missions before the other team completes three missions. So you've got a leader. So let's just say I'm the leader and uh, it's I'm going to the first mission. We got to take three people. So I'll take myself. Nicole and Brian. Now, yeah. everybody's trying to decide whether I should really take Brian because Scott really doesn't trust Brian. <laughs> no, I <laughs> which, don't. Which he might, which he shouldn't because he's part of the this resistance. Is a little, this I mean, is he's a part little of too the, close to home. Yeah, this brother, is all so. this is all ringing real familiar here. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time you're basically everybody's trying to accuse everybody else of what they are, but only they really know. So as you bring people onto these little missions you're going on. Uh, then everybody votes to decide whether they agree with who should go on there. So that's just a simple majority. Hmm. So if that passes, then I give out those three, uh, you know, myself, Brian, and Nicole. We'll go on a mission, and I give you, I give everybody two cards. It'll either be like a pass or a fail. So everybody secretly chooses pass or fail. They give me one of those cards, put the other one away. I shuffle them up, and then I reveal. So usually the first one, when it's just three people, it almost always passes because it's pretty obvious that you know Dunaway is is evil if he fails right. the first one, even though we don't know it's him, but we we know it's him. Right. So I mean, usually the first one passes. Yeah. So then the second mission, you got to bring four of the eight people, and you still need you know you can't have any fails in these things in the first few missions. So That's as my uh, to, life policy, yeah, no it's fails. A, it's a good yeah, one. no fails. It's a good zero one. fails. Yeah. So the whole time you're basically accusing everybody else. So I'm sitting here, you know, it's, it's a game, like I said, you can sit there and accuse your wife of being, you know, an evil witch because she's on the, uh, the other <laughs> side. <laughs> and she's not really punching me because, you know, again, the whole time. Getting too Ice close Worm, to home. The whole time Ice Worm is sitting there real quiet. And I'm like, there's something up about him. Yeah. And he was just, just playing it out. And he was uh, on the good side. I, I didn't trust him whatsoever. Yeah. So it's just, just a fun time. I mean, the more you play it, the more you get used to it. And, and it's just, you know, you're just kind of voting everybody. I always, you know, I'm a big social guy. So I just kind of tell people, just bring me, bring me every time. They're like, well, are you saying that because you're good or because you're really bad trying to? So it, it's got that whole play. I do now, like that. I do like a game where you've got, you can distrust people that in real life you totally trust. You know what I mean? Like, it oh, gives yeah. you a chance to just talk smack to people that normally you're totally cool with. Like, in regular life, they've got your back. But in a game like this, they could screw you any minute. So think about if we've got, you know, you've got nice little Nicole over there when really she's just waiting to stab us in the back. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. It. You bring yeah, her on a mission and she just fails that. She will shoot and your horse goes, no, in the face. It was me. It was done away. Don't did it. let it wasn't me. sweet little Nicole fool you. She'll get you. Now, the Resistance Avalon, it's set in that whole, uh, you know, King Arthur universe. Yeah. So it's got some other roles you can take. So what's cool is you've got five guys and one of which is Merlin. So at the beginning of the game, you say, okay, everybody close your eyes. Now, basically, the bad guys open your eyes. So the three bad guys will open each their eyes and then look at each other. So they know who's on each other's team. Oh. So, uh, and then you have the bad guys close your eyes. And then you have, all right, so bad guys now put up your thumbs. And now Merlin open your eyes. So Merlin knows who all the bad guys are. <laughs> but the, here's the trick. At the end of the game, if the good guys win, the bad guys have one shot to kill Merlin. If they figure out who Merlin is, the bad guys actually win. So it's, it's really sticky to know who the bad guys are because you can't really make it you, you can't make it obvious that you know who the bad guys are. And there's no way you can win. There's no way you can win unless you cheat by opening your eyes. Right? Speaking. <laughs> <Right? laughs> so wow. it's, it's, it sounds like just a ball, totally dude. Fun games. Oh, yeah. You, you guys would love fun. this because 
just, you know, the laughter that ensues of just accusing each other, you know, just the most meek people that just don't talk much. Sure. You know, they're just the ones that are turning their, you know, don't turn your backs on them because they're going to stab you right, right in the back. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's amazing reviews on Amazon. 286 reviews, full five stars. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. I can use, you, next year yeah. I'll be run, I'll run a nice big table of this and we'll get it oh, get it going. Fun. All right, this give is definitely him, an icebreaker. Give game. them. Uh, is there a website associated with it? People can get better idea of what's going on. Is it best just to go to Amazon and search for it? Like what's the? Well, you can you can go to Amazon and search for it. Aval- uh, Resistance Avalon. I'm pretty sure the Resistance is by Indie Boards and Cards. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. Is yeah. it okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they suggest thirteen and up. You know it's probably a good one. Uh, five to ten players plays in about thirty minutes, so you can play a bunch of this in a row, and it just gets louder and louder the more you play it. It sounds like a riot. I'm all in. Uh, well, all right, that's it then. Dan, tell people where they can follow you when you bring up other cool things online about rad board games and other stuff. Well, you can check me out at, at Geek Jock Blog or check out uh, the Geek All Stars podcast. We just released a new episode today. We got to get cool. you on uh, Current Geek. I was talking to Tom about this earlier. So oh. you and I will talk. We'll get some uh, Sounds good, man. Friday we'll evening it. thing coming up. Uh, it's Dan, everybody. Take it easy, dude. Stay out of trouble. You guys have a great week. All right. Bye, Dan. See you, man. Thanks, Dan. You know what else is great about Dan? What's He's a man. He is a pharmacist. Yes, he is. Yeah, he I, is. the word was coming out wrong. And uh, is, has amazing advice for people who may have to go get meds there or want to understand the process. He's knows it all. Super both smart. him and his wife are both pharmacists. Yep. We've had we've had him on Nerd Parents. He was amazing. Yeah, he's great, and his wife was super sweet. Yep, is she still is? She hasn't Janice. gone anywhere. Yeah, Janice is still around. She's still with us. <laughs> uh, so there's your thing. I gotta turn that freaking music off. All right, uh, let's move on to some news. news. We don't have a ton of time to do these. I like Neat. I like this one right here. Microsoft's planning massive layoffs. I don't like it, but they're doing it. Uh, Xbox mm-hmm. marketing team will be uh, most likely affected. Some of this is just rumor, but they have not responded to the affirmative or the negative. And if it's true that it's around 5,000 people, it will be their biggest uh, layoff in the company's history. They've never wow. had that many before. Uh, not since 2009 when it was something like two or 3,000, I forget. And, uh, yeah, it could affect a bunch of things. This is not all that unexpected, though, because they, when they purchased Nokia, they also ended up with 30,000 addi- uh, additional employees, and there's a lot of crossover oh, wow. and redundancy yeah. and stuff. So them only losing 5,000 after acquiring 30 is right. actually pretty good. I mean, have you, you know, ever, have you ever been through a merger with I, a company? I, I have not. I've been around it and seen it's it, weird. and it's ugly and strange and yeah. awkward and, yeah. Like it it's doesn't seem not fun. fun at all. No, it's, it's not. I've it, been through one. It's fun for the big money folk, and that's about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, executives. Yeah, and it's you know usually when you're the employee, you're getting none of that. You know, the dividend right. is not going to you. Uh, so Microsoft's get, kind of stepping back a little bit on their you know their 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 embracement of the the Xbox as being their their future. Well, you yeah, I would say. Well, I don't think, okay, so Xbox has never been that big of a dent in their overall profitability. It's been profitable, but it never, it's never been anywhere near their other divisions. I think they, I think internally, like external, we all see it as a big part of their public image. I think internally, Microsoft doesn't see it that way. I think they see Xbox division as a thing they could spin off and have it run independently and, and that it's not, you know, what's it like? It's kind of like, um, here's what it's like. It'd be like if Google, 
was doing all that Google was doing, but they also had a nice little ice cream stand out front that you could buy ice cream at. It doesn't really make any money, but it's cool to have and people like it. And it's like that. I think they, the I think they stand. see it like that because that kind of money, even though we're talking millions here is small potatoes for what Microsoft does generally. So I don't know what they're going to do. I still, you know, they've said they're not going to spin that division off, but I still wonder if the future isn't a future where Xbox is its own thing and right, not, right. not directly run by Microsoft proper. Spin it off in its own company. Company. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, what else? Uh, let's skip down here. Dude, this NVIDIA story is interesting. They're readying a new Android PC games machine, and they claim they're just trying stuff. They're experimenting. Right. Brian, what are, are they, they doing, man? This is weird. Is it a hybrid? Well, you know, for the last three or four years, NVIDIA has been con- is trying to figure out a way that they get into the Android market place and maybe maybe some extend their uh their their playability using their their video cards and stuff this is going to be kind of a hybrid it's going to it's going to use your gpu processor on your video card if you got one of the new ones so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the shield but it's not because you know the shield was kind of more like the idea of streaming across the wireless network whereas this you plug in straight to the hdmi cable what they're talking about so far and uh and using the gpu processor on the video card to uh power the game to the power the device that's weird Hmm. so the cpu is the video card right so i'm kind of i kind of like that idea because i you know the the because I spend a lot of money on my video card hmm. and I would love to be able to use use it in a different way. I think it'd be fun. Uh but you know, but I don't really think do I think this will really be take off? No. Yeah. But will I play with it? Sure, why not? I've been I've been tempted so much to get a shield. I've been tempted for a, quite a while now, but just haven't I'd be t- I'd be fine getting a shield if I thought the shield was going to be supported and going to Yeah, go I feel like they're right. just experimenting here. They are. I don't want to pay kind of I don't want to pay for that. But you know, but I like Nvidia is trying to be innovative. Even if even if all these projects fail, at least they're taking their R and D money and going, yeah. What what else could we do? Yeah. Well, what else could we do? Yeah. That's kind of that's the kind of companies I like. Buy another boat. Buy uh, another boat. Let's see. There's a great PSN deal going on right now. Two for one sale pairs up 22 discounted games this week. Oh, cool. Is that this right, week? Right. Yeah, it is this week. Hold on, I'm gonna look at a couple of these. So, like, you can get Brothers and How to Survive together. You can get Max Payne 3 and Red Dead Redemption as a joint deal. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 and Metal Gear uh, Solid, uh, what was it, uh, that, what's that one called? There's the Ground Zero one and then the other one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You, got, you guys have the, the, the disc copy, right, of, of Red Dead Redemption. You guys don't have, like, the digital copy, right? Yeah, I have the old disc version. Well, yeah, my daughter this, this has it right tempting, now. This is tempting for me to buy the digital version. This is tempting. No, you don't want to buy it because you hated it after they did the Halloween thing. You were mad about it. No, that. That, but I, never, I don't have to play that. I don't have to play that. I can get Max Payne 3, which I love, and I have it on my PC, but that's not a bad deal. $9.99. Nicole well, remember, that's where it starts. Nicole, at. remember Max Payne 3? You didn't love that, did you? Did I didn't that like that game. Sick at, or something? Or, yeah, I didn't yeah. like it at all. Yeah. Just poo pooing on the the games Brian likes. (laughs) You can't play Red Dead Redemption, and I'm not playing Max Payne. That's right. Uh, NBA Jam on Fire Edition. I can vouch for that being awesome. That was a great game on the PS3. I already own it, though. I already own NFL Blitz as well, but you can get that combo. So it's digital stuff, too. $14.99 for those two. Uh, From Dust and I Am Alive for $14.99. Vita owners can pick up Corpse Party and its sequel. For nineteen ninety nine, along with a portable Grand Theft Auto series uh, entries, Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories for nineteen ninety nine. Both of those are good, by the way. 
In fact, Liberty City Stories, or is it Vice City? No, it's Liberty City is the one I'm thinking of. Is it? Anyway, if it's the one I think it is, it's the one about Chinatown, I think. Anyway. Oh, the one about Chinatown, yeah. uh, That's an awesome GTA game. Maybe my favorite in a long time. Like, I I cared more about that than I do about the proper GTA games. GTA, uh, uh, Pride Wonton, yeah. Yeah. Pride Wonton edition. There's a little racist there. How is that? How is Fried Wonton racist? Only if you're calling a guy that. You said Chinatown. Hey, Fried Wonton. How you doing, buddy? Come on over here. (laughs) Saddle on up. Let's be pals. You were making it racist. <laughs> I was making a food joke. Yeah. Hey, I can do this. I got a Korean brother. It's always my excuse. Yeah, uh, right. GameStop has found new life in digital downloads. Uh, really? eh, this feels like this feels like propaganda for them because I don't think they're think they're so? not they're not leading in this space at all. They're not no, even they're close. Not, but they're but, but they're not. But they're surviving because they were at first they were like, no, no digital games at all. We're not going to do it. And now they're kind of buying into it a little bit. And I think this is going to be the this is going to be the thing that saves them. However, we're probably going to end up with with like we saw a lot of brick and mortar stores over the years just disappear and be purchased by somebody and it'll be all online. Was it Circuit City? Can you get like Circuit City stuff still? You can no, you're done. Doesn't exist. They're out. Yeah. Here's my question and quick poll, Nicole. Mm. Ten years from now. Nicole. Quick pull, Nicole. <laughs> Ten years. You know what? Yes. Five years, let's say. Does GameStop still exist as a retail store you can walk into in five years? No, I don't think so. Really not in five either. years? I don't I think in, yeah. I think five years they're still around. Have you I been to it? Years? Have you been to a, our, to our a GameStop? Game, let me tell you this. Our GameStop in Greenwood, it is. it always has people in it. Plain and simple, it is never. I mean, That's people. Because the internet to, down there is cat hair. They are they boo. buying? They, are they yes, at the cash they are, register? They are in. They at the. Cash. I go, but I never buy anything. <laughs> no, you. It is insane. They have to run people out of that store at night when they close at nine o'clock. I'm That's because like, there's have- nothing else going on in Greenville. Here's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> if they're around. <laughs> That sounds terrible. Everything's fine there. I'm not, I, but look, if they survive on the strength of your local store alone, fine. But nationally, they're sucking an egg right now. And they're doing this digital thing to save themselves, like you said yourself. Well, they, they opened up too many stores. At one point in time, they, they were really opening too many stores. I agree with that. They, they overdid it. They overshot. Back. Yeah. Um, I just five, five to eight years, they're out. I just don't see it. If they may still exist in some other way, maybe if they're strong on this digital stuff, awesome. That'd be that'd be wonderful. I just don't know. I just don't know how they do it. Things have changed too quickly. Well, GameFly's still out there. I mean, you have services like GameFly, and they're they're digital as well, and it's a rental. You have Redbox now doing games. I, I, yeah, but I they don't, don't have a, they don't have a million stores. I would I would ask if Redbox is going to be around in five years. Well, That's what I would ask. Maybe they seem to be doing fine, and they but they do feel like a stepping stone to something else. Um, but like Netflix, uh, Netflix, uh, GameFly to some degree. I mean, these are agile companies that can make switches on the fly based on market conditions because they're already, uh, you know, companies that are like online only. They don't have a giant infrastructure of a million stores to worry about, like Blockbuster did or anybody else. Mm-hmm. And GameStop is basically in the same position Blockbuster's in or was in. Before they but went belly. The difference is Blockbuster was super rigid and their policy was always win the customer back by giving them the service short term, give it to them at a super discount, and then two years after, kill the program. 
And so Blockbuster was morons. They were they were hard head as can be. I've seen GameStop. They seem to be a little bit more fluid. They seem to kind of morph with what's going on. Maybe. If your prediction's right, that'll be great. I just don't see how they exist in a brick and mortar world in in five years. Right. So my prediction is this. They will not have stores in five to ten years, but they will be a <laughs> they thing. will have kiosks. They will still exist. And Outside we'll be doing some digital thing, maybe. Because I buy all my games on Amazon. I get the game. Yes, you do. On the day of release. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of people do. Brian is the point. Yeah, More than they do, do at GameStop. Nobody's buying them. At I don't. GameStop. I like to see. I like to see the numbers, especially I'm, in, in this next gen era. People are downloading the damn stuff. Oh, they you are. Gotta, totally you got to remember, the last eight years, you couldn't just get day and date games. Now you can right. on every platform. As so soon as as soon as Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo start going screw you to GameStop, that's when there's going to be trouble. Well, they're them. not going to say screw you, but they will eventually. They'll phase out physical stuff because that's just going to go away. It right. just is. That's the way we're going. If anyone thinks we're not, they are holding on for dear life to an oh, old no. idea. Ten years, I think there may be a problem. I don't think I don't think five years will kill them though. Mm. Five years, a long time. I'll meet you back here in five years. All right, see you then. Here you go. Remember five years ago when we were 30 years younger? Yeah. We could walk into a GameStop. It was fantastic. All right, we are going. Do we have any content? Do we have games? Yes, I have so many damn games to give away. away I I need to clear out my inbox. So. Um, this is for the chat room, and if you're listening and you're on Twitter, if you're not in the chat room, just I'll, I'll monitor both. But the first person that tells me they want a specific game, as long as I haven't given it away, I will give it to you. Um, so I want to thank Neff for donating the Sparkle. I want to thank um, Tomlith for donating Dust, uh, Elise and Tail. We have Coralie that donated two games, Gary's Mod. And shoot many robots. All right, those sound Corey. like video games. Those first two sound yeah. like fairy dust, but these two new ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corley also uh, donated Civ Five. Amazing game. Yeah, it is. Love Corley. Um, Corley has oh donated God, games he, to me he, personally. He donated so many games. Uh, Defense Grid, The Awakening. Mm-hmm. So all these games, by the way, are, are up for grabs. Uh, we have Warlock, who donated Torchlight Two. Nice. And game, finally, we have a game from Starscream Owns. Payday, the heist, or Josh. His nice. name's Josh. Nice. So, um, yeah. So I'm in the chat room. I'll uh, I'll list up. all the games. Let's Hit do me this. up. Let's give let's give away some. Clean stuff. Clean out my inbox, please. Yeah. <laughs> These are all Steam keys. <laughs> all right, Steam keys. It is digital games. You can't get a GameStop. Just a reminder. What is the Sparkle uh, Two? Because I'm kind of interested in that. Sparkle, sparkle Two, two. That sounds... is. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't that even know what the original weird. Sparkle did. You were like Mr. Sparkle? Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. Sparkle. Mr. Yeah, Sparkle. Yeah, it was one of the best yeah. episodes ever made. They, they've made throwbacks of that many times. Yeah, they should. There's a t-shirt with that Mr. Sparkle oh, this face sparkle, on it. This Sparkle 2 looks kind of cool. It's kind of like a... Is that like a Zuma? Zumba? Zuma? Zumba? What is Zumba? That? Broomba? Is it like Zuma? a Roomba? Or is Zumba? it vacuuming Roomba? all the time? Roomba? Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Nicole is taking care of that. While yes, she I'm... does, we are going to jump straight into our old school pick of the week, which is hello, right, hello. Uh, right here. Wait a minute. Right here. School. It's an old video game, something old, something not new, something you've played, maybe not, maybe you haven't played it, maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't, doesn't matter. We're doing Planet of the Apes 2001 based on that stupid movie with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Remember that? I do remember that. It had a couple, I saw, had a couple I of good Planet things of about Apes. it. A couple of things. Yeah, I saw, 
I saw the new Planet of the Apes this past week, and that's what got me so excited because I, I was like, you know love what? That. There was there was one scene in the new uh, Apes movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give it away. But there's one scene that reminded me so much of a video game that I was like, man, if they don't turn this into something, what was losers. it? How far was it? I don't want to say because I don't want to give it away. But they'll just say it, in, it involves a, a tank. Oh, okay, I know what you mean. Tank. I know what you mean. Right? Yeah, that was pretty gamey right there. That was. That's gamey. an awesome cool. movie. Holy crap! It's I love it. Too. Love that movie. Um, love it. Yeah, it's great. If you think you, if you're sitting around going, I don't want to see an apes movie. That sounds dumb. You're you're lame because that movie's good. I promise you, unless you accidentally go into the wrong screen, you will not see Marky Mark. Now, if you go into the wrong screen and there's and there's Transformers. Yeah, if you hear him say, I think we found a Transformer. <laughs> uh, old school pick is Planet of the Apes for the PS1. This was 2001. This would have been right around the time the PS2 was heading our way. Uh, right. Planet of the Apes, 2001 action adventure video game, loosely, ba- loosely based on the 1968 film of the same name. It was released uh, to coincide with the remake film. The game was developed by Ubisoft Paris and Visaware Studios and released on the PlayStation and Microsoft Windows platforms. Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance versions were also released. But following the uh, plot and situation of the original 68 film and its 1970 sequel. Damn dirty uh, apes! Yeah. It's got uh, a bunch of characters you already know. Blah, blah, blah. Dumb story. Gameplay sucks. You're in control of Ulysses. Uh, the <laughs> I wrote the gameplay, by the way. I didn't, they didn't have a gameplay description on Wikipedia. Uh, you're human in the ape world. And by control, I mean you can't. You can squat, run, and pick up stuff. Uh, too bad you aren't packing a gun under that loincloth. This is all Brian's words. Uh, Planet of the Apes has received negative reviews from critics. Aggregated website, game rankings, and Metacritic gave PC version 48% uh, and 41 out of 100 for game rankings. It gave the PlayStation version a 60%. (laughs) Better than it deserves. That's better than it deserves. Here's Brian playing it poorly. So here you go, a little audio from that. Here we go. That's kind of a cool screen, though. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. All right, skipping ahead. Okay, don't care, don't care. Okay, skipping ahead. Was there any gameplay? Game? Not like the last two, like the last two <laughs> is really ten minute clip. Yeah, it's like it's oh, like wow. eight minutes worth of of sitting through a stupid story. Like, come on, this CGI God. is shite. It is horrible. Wow, dude. And the the characters are so stiff. Even for a game there in two thousand one, I was like, wow, this is this oh, is bad. Look at this horrible stuff. Jiggity jank jank. You get to pick up stuff like you notes. How, look how shaky the old like PS One Polygon stuff was. You forget was. how it, bad that was, right? I mean, I'm glad we existed. To, I mean, I mean, it was I, a stepping stone to a better world. But I remember there being some really good PS One games, and this was not one of them. No, here you are running. Mm. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> All right, I never want to play it's this. It's almost it's almost Aquaman bad. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty bad. I, the very end of that video, I I go against an uh, an ape who shows up, and uh, needless to say, I lost yeah. in very quick order, that's, and I went ahead and quit. That's not like good. That's it, but. No, there are no games for this new Planet of the Apes, and I actually think that's a good thing. It's not the kind of movie that even lends itself well to a video game. You're right, right. about the tank, but that's all there is. So there you have it. <laughs> Yay. Uh, there's your there's your old school game. Did you did you uh, sufficiently give out games, Nicole? Are we good? I I still have a few games left. I still have Defense Grid, Civ Five, Shoot Mini Robots, Dust, and Sparkle Two. All right, Sparkle Two, Dust. Get that sequel. Oh, is it? Who isn't asking for Dust? Uh, Everybody go- asked for Payday. So yeah. Wait, wait, is this the old Payday or the new Payday? Payday One or Two? The first one. It's one. Oh, look at one. everybody jumping all over the first one. That's great. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. That's it. The show's over. We're done. Uh, Nicole right. will continue to give those out. Yes. Real quick, uh, podcast at finalscoreshow.com is our email address. You can find our website at finalscoreshow.com on Twitter, TFS show for the show. Me at Scott Johnson, Brian at the Brian Dunaway and Nicole at Nicole Spag. Either of you have anything else you want to mention? Anything big? Anything cool? Anything rad? Well, of course. Of course, Brian always mentions Comics Coast to Coast. Be yeah. interviewing uh, tomorrow night. So do check out comicscoastcoast.com. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know, Danielle was uh, in Salt Lake yesterday. Was she really? Yeah, she's doing a tour for her book. And she was uh, the Mill Creek Library. I was going to go by there, but I had too much going on. Totally uh, sure. And she's been on your show, hasn't she? Or should be if she has Yes, been. she has. Yes, she has. Yeah, she's fantastic. I can't remember what episode, but it was... One of the many over 200 episodes of great comics coast to coast. I've been on a couple of those. It's good times. Nicole, anything from you? You do anything cool? Uh, New Ladies Elite. In fact, we even did a spoiler for The Wolf Among Us uh, at the very, very end. So we talked about the, we, all three of us had played all five episodes. So if you want to, we dig deep into the story at the very end of the latest Ladies Elite. That's what the Ladies Elite do. They dig deep. Dig (laughs) deep. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, that's it for us. Thank you guys all for being here and being a part of the show. You guys are what make it awesome. You can find more, like I said, on the web. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page slash final score show. Our, uh, Steam community group is at, uh, steamcommunity.com slash group slash final score show. Uh, we got Minecraft servers. We got all kinds of games going all the time. A great community is waiting for you. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian and Nicole. We'll see you next time. Bye. This is Casey with a music memory. In the early days of my fascination with video RPGs, the biggest draw was that I got to create my own unique characters from scratch. Things like attributes, gender, race, and class. When I read in Nintendo Power that the sequel to my favorite game had prefabricated characters, I'll be honest, I was crushed. I almost didn't give Final Fantasy IV a chance, and it would have been one of the worst mistakes I ever made. This game defines my early teen years. I will always have an emotional attachment to the story and the characters. The music still puts knots in my throat as big as when I heard it for the first time. I have so much more to say at all. Perhaps another time. This week's Indie Game of the Week is Infinity Runner, which is a game developed by Wales Interactive, who are based in Wales. It's a game about running through a spaceship. You take on the role of being trapped inside the centre of the Infinity, the largest spaceship ever built by mankind. A voice contacts you telepathically and tells you to run. So you do. 
As you do, she fills you in on what's happening and who you are. It turns out you're an experiment and have been in a deep freeze for 30 years. You're out now, but so is a terrible monster and it's hunting you. Gameplay-wise, Infinity Runner plays like a first-person running game. We've all played them. Temple Run, uh, Sewer Surfers, Street Surfers, something like that. Run to the left, run to the right, pick up coins. Slide under lasers and you jump over a fallen robot. What makes Infinity Runner unique is the fact that it adds quick-time combat in a way that is somewhat reminiscent of Mirror's Edge and Oculus Rift support. Quick-time combat requires fast reflexes and will test how much you're really paying attention to the game. Oculus Rift support adds the ability to play the game on a treadmill, as turning your head at the right time means the character will turn 2, resulting in an ease of control and a great game to play while exercising. My one gripe about Infinity Runner is that there's not a whole lot more to the gameplay. It's very much a runner, and that's okay, but it's not really a game to play if you're looking for something in depth. It features mystery, especially about the creature that stalks the halls of the spaceship, but not enough to hold your attention for long. I recommend picking it up on sale if you like the sound of it, especially if you like a game that you can play for 10 or 20 minute sessions while waiting for a download to complete. If you have an Oculus Rift, I doubly recommend it, as it makes for a great game to play while working out on a treadmill. You can pick it up on Steam for $8.99. I am Atiagavos on Twitter, and you can find more of this content at www.initiativecheck.com. This was a small segment of Indie Investigations, a podcast that interviews indie game devs about the development process and what it's like to make a game. All my music is written and performed by Johnny Feinstein. You can email indieinvestigations at gmail.com if you have anything you'd like to add or ask. Thank you very much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Welcome to this week's Indie Bundle Rundown. I'm Velvet Lip. Let's start off with IndieRoyale.com and their Apollo bundle. This bundle has five Steam games, including Rogue Shooter, Echo of the Wild, Talisman, Swipe Cart, and Terahedron. You can get all of these for just $3.21 as of this time, plus a free bonus game coming later. Groupies.com Shining Loot 6 is live. This is a choose-your-own bundle to pick between six games, five Steam and one Dashura. Highlights are Subject 9 and Escape Goat. This bundle also has two bonus games coming with their stretch goals. HumbleBundle.com's 2K bundle is a must this week with Bioshock 1 and Bioshock 2, Mafia 2, Darkness 2, XCOM Complete Pack, and Declassified. Keep in mind... This is a tiered system, so if you're willing to spend as much as $20, you'll be able to get Bioshock Infinite and XCOM Enemy Unknown. BundleStars.com is hosting a whopping six-team game bundles this week. Highlights are the Scorch Bundle, Vendetta Bundle, Firestorm Bundle, and the Resurrection Bundle. IndieGala.com has two great bundles as well this week. The Every Monday Bundle has six Steam games and one Dashura, all for $1.89. Highlights are One Finger Death Punch, Millie, and Arms Race. Next, their July Madness Bundle is a fantastic deal with 13 games for $4.49. 10 Steam games, one Dashura, and two bonus games to unlock later this week. Highlights from this bundle are Pressured, El Matador, Perimeter, The Calling of the Cows, and Sweet Lily Dreams. This has been Velvet Lip with the Indie Bundle Rundown. In the night, soldiers invaded our village. My mother and I fled to the only sanctuary we knew. The Time Spinner was our last hope to undo the past. But they were right behind us. They destroyed my family and my home.
I will destroy them all. Hey guys, and welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. We have another great Kickstarter highlight for you today. Today's Kickstarter highlight is Time Spinner by Lunar Ray Games, and we have the the man himself, the head honcho from Lunar Ray Games. We have Bodhi with us. How's it going? Good. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. I'd love to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Kickstarter. What was uh, the motivation behind it, and what made you want to create specifically Time Spinner? Uh, I've been working on a story universe for quite a long time since I was a kid, and Time Spinner was sort of like a, a small manageable chunk from that story. And it also helps that I really liked uh, like Metroidvania games like Metroid and Castlevania, and kind of Mega Man's kind of like that. And yeah. I, I wanted to do something along that line because I felt like there wasn't enough of those games out there. Oh, I, I I love those games, and I think they're a big hit with a lot of people. When I was uh when I've been checking out your game and looking at it, it did remind me a lot of those games, but it also kind of reminded me of like a mix of Chrono Trigger in there too. Not obviously the combat system, but just kind of like the the feel, you know, time traveling, going back and forth, and uh and I mean that as a total compliment. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's fine. My uh, composer is actually planning to use influences from both Castlevania and Chrono Trigger's music, which hey, there you go. is pretty good because at least like Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross had some really good soundtracks. So that's exciting. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, you have a, a small little team working on the game. Uh, so you have your, your composer. And then I saw that you have the, the voice actress Elspeth yeah. was her name. And uh, is she the, the only one doing voice work for the, sh- for the game? Uh, she's doing the main character. And yeah. assuming the Kickstarter as well, uh, me and my audio guys at Power Up Audio will be um, finding other people to handle like voices for like bosses and yeah, other characters. Yeah, that's great. So, so you said you were oh, like you're doing world creating. So, are you were you writing a book or something along those lines? And you're like, hey, I could just make this into a video game. Uh, it was. Uh, the story of a galaxy that was supposed to be an RPG because it's so like dense and meaty and it spans a long time period. But like making an RPG in a small company is actually really difficult because there's so much content. Yeah. Okay. So so you're uh, so how many people are actually on the Lunar Ray Games team? Uh, technically, it's just me. Um, oh, everyone right. else <laughs> is uh, contractors. Nice. So, so yeah, you're a, a jack of all trades then, yeah, huh? Yeah, I do programming, art, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously you're doing an amazing job because uh, as of today, which is July 11th, for those of you that are listening, that the game is fully funded already. So congratulations. Thank you. So everyone should still go back this wonderful game. It, you'll have a great opportunity so check that out definitely so with a uh, with time spinner what was probably one of the most difficult things that you had to do to be able to create the game uh it, i think the most difficult thing was having to leave bungie full cuz i was at there for like 2 years and oh, it was wow. a, a really great job and the people there were great but i i saw the the kickstarter for chasm uh, back in last May of last year, and I 
like fell in love with the idea of doing the same thing and like going to the indie mega booth and being a part of that community with like the hobby game time spinner that I've been working on at night. And I was like, oh, I could I can actually do this full time now if I do a Kickstarter. This is so cool. But yeah. it was just no. super rough leaving Bungie because it was well, family. Well, big big thing. Well, big things happening with Bungie right yeah. now. So. So, but that, but no, that's really awesome, and that's an awesome thing about Kickstarter is that, you know, awesomely talented people like yourself and others can say, "Hey, I have this great game idea, and, and here's what it looks like, and if you help me get it going, we will have this awesome game to to give to people." And I just, it's a really great uh, way to, you know, just all these indie games that are being able to be produced now because of it. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I Before I saw the Chasm Kickstarter, I actually didn't know that video games actually went through Kickstarter. I thought it was just for, like, people making restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so it was new exposure for you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're, so the Kickstarter ends on July 25th, so that's in two weeks from now, and... And the people that are listening to this now, that means you still have a week from that you can still back it. So it's already successfully funded. We know this game is going to happen. When can people expect to see this game? Uh, we are planning for November 2015. And November yeah. 2000. Awesome. So yeah, so it'll give you a good uh, you know year or so to get it all flushed out and looking pretty. Yeah, and there's some backer tiers for early access and stuff like that. Yeah, and so you uh, you guys are going to be on the PC, and you just uh, did your uh, stretch goal for the PlayStation 4, yeah. so you'll be on the PS4 as well, and, and you're actually really close to getting the, the PS Vita version as well, so that's really awesome. Yeah. Right, so is that uh, that's what it's going to be entirely mostly focused on the PC, you know, Mac and all those computers, but now you're into the consoles. Are you going to try to get to... Uh, if you guys get enough money, go to either like Xbox or anything like that as well. We're angling to get on Nintendo platforms right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so get on the 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 Wii U then. Yeah, stuff like that. Awesome. That's really cool. So yeah, so get, the Kickstarter is funded. It's gonna be out in a little over a year. That's that's awesome. I, I congratulations again for this wonderful success that you've had. Thanks. So where can people find you and find out more about Time Spinner? Uh, really, you could just do a t Google search for Time Spinner, um, but the website is timespinnergame.com. And, yeah, it's pretty easy to find if you just search for that. Yeah. So, and you guys are, you guys are on, well, you at least are on social media, so people could reach out to you on Facebook and also on Twitter at Lunaray Games. You can find Bodie there as well. And so, and, Feel free to ask him questions and talk about this awesome game that he has made for you guys. Yeah. So anything else, Bodie, that you'd like to, to tell the listeners or encourage them to do before we head out? Uh, check out the video. It's, it's pretty cool. Like the voice acting is pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. Elspeth does a really good job. I, I, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, so go to kickstarter.com, type in time spinner, it'll pop up and then check out that video and I can guarantee that you'll want to click on those funding opportunities. <laughs> so thanks, Bodhi, for joining us today. And, and 
good luck in the future for future projects and also getting Time Spinner to the public. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. Later. Thanks, guys, for listening to Sweet Kicks of Bricks, and thanks, Bodie, again for being on the show today. And don't forget to go check out his Kickstarter, guys. That's Time Spinner at kickstarter.com and don't forget to check out all the great things that i produce go check out theclosetgeek.net which is the podcast that i produce and also you if you have any questions or have any kickstarters that you would like to recommend to me then you can find me on twitter at bricks2312 this podcast is part of the frog pants studios network for more information about this and other shows visit frogpants.com Audio program so good, it's like you're there!